Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Each week, we have the opportunity to tell the stories of our church as we feature interviews with our members and a lot of times other friends of the ministry. We'd, of course, like to invite you to join us this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church as we begin Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., when we have adult Bible fellowships and children's programs. Dr. Yoshirato will be speaking in our morning service, 10.30 a.m., and he'll be speaking from Acts chapter 6, verses 8 through 15. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. We're looking forward to this Sunday. Yeah, Dr. Yo is going to be preaching in the morning service. That's the 1030 service. If you don't know Dr. Yo Shirado, he uh, came to Harvest as a high school student from Japan, and God used the ministry of the academy in his life. I think he shared his testimony before on Harvest Time, but gave his life to Jesus and then uh, went to the States to go to Bible college and seminary. And uh, then God called him back to Guam, and he's serving here on on our staff. He's on the pastoral team. He teaches in the Bible college. He teaches in the academy, teaches a Japanese Sunday school class as well. So he just does a lot of different things across the campus. So he's going to be sharing God's Word this Sunday morning with us, continuing the series that we've been doing. You know, we've been in the book of Acts, talking about pursuing our mission and Uh, This last week, we just finished up a two-part series on uh, Acts chapter 6, the first seven verses that describe the early church in Jerusalem and what we think are the first deacons and how the the church kind of came together, some of the leadership that started to form. But at the end of that text, we're introduced to a guy named Stephen, one of the first deacons, And end of the chapter, where uh, Dr. Yo is going to be preaching, tells the story of Stephen and really the the beginning, well, we've already talked about some of the persecution taking place, but really the intensifying of the persecution among the Christians in Jerusalem that eventually is going to thrust them out of Jerusalem to worldwide missions, really, is what happens after that. So I hope that you'll be here for this Sunday morning and uh, hear God's Word through his servant, Dr. Yo, as he leads us into Acts chapter 6. Well, we're really happy today to have Pastor John and Heather Clapp with us. They're here for our missions conference, and we asked them to come in the studio with us to record this for a couple weeks later. But John and Heather, welcome to, welcome back to Harvest, but I think welcome for the first time to Harvest Time and being on the radio, right? Yes, yes. Ali from Palau. <laughs> well, we're so glad that you're here and your family. I'll ask you about you know your family and what God's done with your kids here in a little bit. But tell us, if you would, about you know your story, your spiritual story. I think you both grew up in the states, but maybe a little bit about your background, how God drew yourselves to Him, and then we'll talk about you know what brought you to Palau. Okay. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was actually a, a preacher. And so from a very young age, I was exposed to God's Word. And the problem was is that I had never made Christ my personal Savior. Hmm. Uh, my parents would ask me all the time, and I would say, oh, no, no, I did that when I was young. And they didn't push me, but I do remember when I was seven years old, I finally realized that I had never made that decision myself to trust Jesus Christ 
as my personal Savior. And so I remember my dad taking me into his room, and we knelt beside his bed, and we opened the Bible, and he showed me how I could know that my sins are forgiven. And I trusted Christ that day. Growing up in a Christian home, I had very godly influences in my life all throughout middle school, elementary, junior high, high school. I didn't really know what God had for my life. I had actually thought that maybe I could be a dentist. Hmm. There was nothing sinful or rebellious about my desire to be a dentist, but it was my plan and not God's plan. And when I was a senior in high school, God used a series of very difficult events in my life to kind of bring me to a point where I had nothing left. I, I said, God, I don't know what you want for my life, but I want to live for you. Yeah, and wow. I, I, I just gave my life to God, and I said, God, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, and that began a, a few years of just kind of growing in my walk with God and following him and leading me to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, where we were introduced to several different ministries, but one of those ministries was Harvest Baptist Church. And we had an opportunity in the summer of 2000 to come out to Guam, and we were excited. I'll, I'll let Heather tell her story a little bit, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself there and <laughs> how we got to Palau. But Heather, why don't you share? I had a grandma that talked to me about the Lord all the time, even before I could talk, I think. And I was only five years old, but I remember my grandma leading me to the Lord. And even though I was young, I knew that I was a sinner and I knew that I needed to trust Christ to forgive my sins. So I was young, but I understood that. And I still remember that. And my grandma still prays for me. And I'm really thankful for her influence in my life. And I was able, I was privileged to be able to go to a Christian school. Hmm. My home life was pretty unstable a lot of the time. So I'm really thankful that my parents thought it was important for me and my siblings to go to a Christian school because it was through the school, like the Christian teachers and the principal and a lot of people through my church and, and my Christian school that really influenced me, you know, helped, encouraged me to, to surrender my life to God and to follow him. And I really took that to heart. And so I had always wanted to serve the Lord. I didn't know what that really meant. I do remember in high school, you know, surrendering my life to be a missionary if that's what God wanted. I didn't have like a specific call to a certain country, mm-hmm. but I wanted God to know that I was willing to go anywhere. And John and I actually knew each other in high school. So I knew that I wanted to, was willing to be a missionary before he did. Really? <laughs> but uh, when he finally surrendered also to missions, so that was good. So then we knew, uh, we both knew that that's what we wanted, even though we both weren't for sure what part of the world God wanted us. We knew there was needs everywhere, and we knew that was the direction that we wanted to go. So Heather, let me ask you about that. I mean, that's so interesting. And so you were in high school. What was it that you felt that helped you to feel like maybe God's going to call me to missions? And so it was separate from John. I mean, you guys were just mm-hmm. in high school, but you felt like you personally, maybe God was calling you to missions. What, what did that look like for you? Well, the church that I grew up in, it was a small church, but it was very big into missions. Okay. And so, you know, missions was just like the highlight of everything. And uh, missionaries were like, cool. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they'd come back from the mission field and, you know, on their furloughs and they would share, you know, way back when they did slides, you know, mm-hmm. for 
As kids, we'd sit on the floor and we'd watch these pictures and these stories. And I think just that atmosphere of like missions being a positive thing. I love that. And it was just so encouraged. And the young people and many young people out of my church have gone into missions. And so it just was kind of a natural thing. It didn't even it didn't feel so foreign, but it seemed like a natural thing to want to go. And, and of course, it was just a series of like a, like a conference our school had, uh, special speakers, you know, just really kind of speaking to my heart and just getting to that place where I like, I need to be willing to do this no matter where it takes me. I think that's a familiar thing. I've said that before in, you know, in the family and the churches that I grew up in. But when servants of God, missionaries in particular, are seen as, I don't want to say this in the wrong way, especially if you guys but they're sort of seen as heroes these are people that have given their life and are serving and when you grew up believing that my heroes are not you know some sports icon or some movie star something like that but really for a lot of young people that end up in missions heroes are these people of god that are serving in you know in places around the world it does give you something in your heart that you sort of, hey, I'd like to be like that if God would allow me to. So that's really cool to talk about a church like that. That's what, you know, our dream is, and and it has been, that Harvest would be a place like that. Yeah. John, what would you add to... I would would say a lot of what you just said. I, I remember... My wife and I grew up in the same small Christian school, okay. and so we knew each other in junior high and high school, and I remember attending her church for those missions conferences and hearing those same stories that she heard and and thinking, missionaries are so cool. Yeah. It wasn't like they were weird or off or what is with those guys. It was they were cool. They were heroes. And the church that we were part of had really put them on that level and it, it really instilled in us in a very at a very young age that it would be awesome to surrender to God to missions mm. and to be able to sh- share the gospel with people who have never heard. Mm. So Heather, you want to talk about our missions trips? Yeah, oh, tell us too. about you guys traveled a little bit together or uh, separately? Uh, or? Yeah, in high school we took mission trips to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and that kind of confirmed like we're like, you know, the world was so much bigger than mm-hmm. our little town. So all of that was like steps that God was leading us to. And so, like a series of circumstances in his life, I ended up going to college for uh, finishing college uh, before he finished college, and uh, we got married. And so he's going to school, I'm working, but we both know that we want to go into missions. And our church in Wisconsin supported uh, Paul Zimmer, Hmm. and then Mark Zimmer was on deputation. And so... So Paul Zimmer now is in Yap. Mm-hmm. Mark as well is in Yap, right? So mm-hmm. some that may not know those names, but they're serving as missionaries in Yap. Yes. Okay. Oh. Don't forget about the part where we went to harvest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just realizing I forgot. That. Yeah. So, yeah, you said that, right? When you're talking, you came out here to harvest in 2000. Is that what you yep, said? the summer of 2000. We were involved in the cool school, and it was... Through that, being here that summer where we met the HPBC students there in the dorms, we actually stayed in the dorms, and every night we'd get together and we'd have like a a little praise and worship time together, and we just fell in love with the islands. Not the islands themselves, but the people. Mm -hmm. And we went back from that summer thinking, wouldn't it be cool if God brought us back to Micronesia? We don't know how or where or, or when, but 
wouldn't it be cool? And so we went back with that, that desire to come back again. And so Heather, why don't you tell a little bit more about how that so when Paul, we already supported Paul, so okay. our church did. So when Mark came on deputation, we're like, oh, maybe we should go to Yap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when we were in Harvest in 2000, yeah, 2000, we didn't meet any Palauans. Okay. There was no Palauans at right. the college yeah. then. And so we had, we had heard about the other islands, but not Palau. And so Mark was obviously going to work with his brother, and they had another teammate. And so he told us about, he said, well, why don't you talk to my brother, John Zimmer, who was fairly close to where we lived in Wisconsin. He said he's planning on going to Palau. We said, well, Palau's in Micronesia, so it fits into (laughs) what God wants. And so we met with them just two times, and uh, we planned a survey trip to go on a survey trip with them in the year... 2004. In 2004. So we went, and we went on that trip with them, and on the way home, we just... We just knew that that God was in that, and so that God had planned, you know, every step of the way and leading us to the Zimmers, you know, needing teammates, going to Palau. And so from then on, we knew that Palau was where God wanted us. It's so cool how God leads us, right? Yeah. I mean, in the middle of those times, I can almost put myself in your situation. (laughs) You want to follow God, you don't. But you don't know necessarily what it looks like, what the next steps are, and, and some, you know, different things in life happen. But you know, a visit to Guam to be at Harvest, the connection with Zimmers, and yeah, all of a sudden you find yourself in Palau, right? <laughs> so a place we had never even heard of before, and here we are. We're we're moving our family overseas to this this island nation that had a gospel witness, but yet so many people there did not know Christ as their Savior, and so we knew that God had had led us every step of the way and and brought us to that point. So you left, you know, your families, everything you kind of knew to come to Palau. You had one child at that time. You had two, two already. Had two. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us about our about your family now and and how old they were when you first came to Palau? So when we went to Palau, Travis was two, almost three, and Luke was ten months. And we got to Palau and. Uh, right when we got there, I got pregnant. <laughs> so that was a really big surprise. Yeah. Totally unexpected. Because we had just gotten there, didn't know the medical, didn't know anything. Right. Weren't sure if we should go off island. We weren't sure about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So that part was really kind of scary, that whole process. But God kind of worked in it, and we decided to stay and have Levi there. And it was kind of cool how God worked it out because I was some, some days I was okay with it, other days I was really scared uh, about it. But it's interesting how you know just you know children and and pregnancy for women just kind of connect them. Right. And it really connected us to our neighbors and yeah. the people around us. And they were like, "Oh, you're gonna have your baby here," and I was like, "Uh huh." But inside, <laughs> I wasn't really confident. But I was like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> so all of all of the things surrounding you know having a baby was really connected us to to people and they brought me special food and they brought me you know all of these things so it really connected us really quickly yeah to the people in our neighborhood so levi is a special he's a special baby uh tabasul is his palawan name our neighbors gave him gave that name for him so for a long time it was just the three boys travis lucas and levi and then three years ago god gave us a surprise <laughs> uh jackson so jackson is three so we have Three boys. Four now. boys now. I mean four. <laughs> we had three, and now we have two. And they're what age is now? Levi is? Levi is 11. Okay. Luke is 13. Travis is 15. 
Okay. And then there's little Jackson. So. All right. Awesome yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> One more and you could have a basketball team. Just let no. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so exciting to hear about God bringing you there and some of the challenges right away, just personally. How about for the ministry? I mean, did things take off right away? The Zimmers came with you about the same time? The Zimmers were actually in Palau for about a year and a half before we arrived. God worked it out for them to come a little bit earlier and worked it out for us to come when we did in 2007. And so by the time we got there, there was already a small group of believers that was meeting on Sunday mornings, probably only between 10 and 15, Mm -hmm. just a small group. But they had a little meeting house, a local style summer house, and they were meeting there. And over time, it just has continued to grow. God's word continues to bear fruit in people's lives. And it's just exciting to see people turning their hearts and their lives to Jesus Christ because you can see the difference that he makes in individuals' lives when they make that decision to trust him as their Savior and and obey him in their life. The excitement and the joy and the difference that he makes in their life is just really fun to see. The church has continued to grow now. You've been there how many years? Heather and I have been in Palau for 13 years now. Okay. So... Sometimes it seems like a long time. Sometimes yeah. it seems like it was just yesterday yeah, that we got Yeah, I understand. There. But it's, it's been a while. We have kind of outgrown our little local-style summer house that we used to meet in. So we recently, within the last year, we have been meeting at Palau Community College. They have a multi-purpose room cafeteria that we've been meeting in. And it's been fun. God has used that as the central location downtown Coror, and we have been meeting there for about nine months now, and we've seen God bring visitors. We've seen God save souls, and it's exciting to be able to to see God move in little ways by doing that, pushing us out of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. and getting us to the place where even more people are hearing the gospel now. Harvest has a unique partnership with your church and with the ministry in Palau, as you have sent, you know, from the church a number of students. I, I, you said, you know, when you're here on Guam in 2000, there were no Palauans that right. were here or part of the ministry. But now, over the years, we've had a, a number of students from the church that have come to the Bible College here yes. at Harvest. Some great, great young men and women, and we are so thankful for that. But tell us about that partnership from your side. Well, it's exciting because how Harvest can have such a direct impact here in Guam on the islands of Palau Mm. through the school. These young men and these young women come here and continue to grow in their walk with God and then come back to Palau and take what they've learned here and take what God has done in their life here and bring it back with them to Palau. And we've got a group of five young people right now here at Harvest that are Lord willing, going to be coming back to Palau and bringing the things that they've that God has taught them here back there to Palau. So it's exciting. It really is fun to see the lives that have been changed and the potential of Palauan leaders within mm. the church now. Yeah, we're so excited about that too. And these uh, men and young women really 
have a heart for God. I was telling you earlier, John, that I, I love the discipleship that we see coming from your church and the things that you're doing in the summer with in the summers with these students. They just come back. They came back to Harvest, I think, this fall, just ready to study again because they were watching it practically lived out in the ministry. And so, I mean, that's really exciting for us. John, what might be some of your big picture, big ministry burdens, either for you guys personally or for the ministry there at Palau? Okay. Well, unlike some jobs, the goal of a missionary is to actually work themselves out of a job. Ultimately, you as a missionary want to see the church that has been established take that desire to share the gospel with their families, with their, with their country. And so ever since we came to Palau 13 years ago and the Zimmers 15 years ago, we, our desire has been to see the church reproduced in Palau. Mm-hmm. I love Palau, and if it was my choice, I would live in Palau forever. But I have to continue to remember and remind myself that our goal in Palau is to see Palauans take the leadership of the church and then reproduce itself there in Palau. And so it's, it's not an easy thing, actually, because we love what we're doing. But the ultimate goal is, is to transfer the leadership of the church there to Palauans so that when we're gone, we can't live forever, <laughs> mm-hmm. but when we're gone, the church there will still be strong and still be sharing the gospel with others there in Palau. We really see that as a privilege for us as a church and as a ministry to be able to come alongside that vision, hopefully to be able to provide some formal training that goes along with you know your church's burden for ministry training and the discipleship that's happening in order that there would be equipped young men to lead you know the church into the future. And yeah. so... We're really thankful for the privilege to be able to come alongside in some ways and uh, praying for God's church to grow and thrive for generations to come if the Lord tarries there in Palau. So thank you guys for your ministry there. Thank you for serving faithfully. You've been a part of our missions conference, and it's been just a joy for us to hear what God's doing, see what God's doing, and then interact with you in your hearts for God. So thank you for for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're privileged and uh, praying for you guys, praying for your family as you continue to serve. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. As always, at this point in the program, we want to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. Dr. Yoshirado will be speaking in our morning service, which is at 1030 a.m. We begin things at 930 a.m. every Sunday morning. If you're not sure where to go when you arrive, stop by our Welcome Center, which is right out in front of the auditorium. You can get directions to your class or your children's class. If you want any more information, go to hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.